Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So happy to be with y'all today. The weather in Atlanta, we are going to get a whole bunch of rain. We just had a beautiful weekend in the 90s, no humidity, which is rare for these these days. Uh, But today, I am so excited to be in the... Uh, in the half sun, half cloudy day here in Atlanta with one of my uh, favorite people. I know I talk a lot about every every interview that I have. I always say this person is one of my favorite people. And that's just the truth. Don't know what to tell y'all. I have a lot of favorite people. And her name is Lynn Bishop. She is truly one of the most peaceful people I've ever met. She and I met um, about uh, a year or so ago. Uh, we enrolled in this program together, uh, and she just had such a positive impact on me, and especially with the work that she's doing, I had to have her on. Um, Lynn works with su- successful people uh, who secretly fear they're not enough, and she helps them craft the life they're wor- they feel worthy to live. And as someone who has struggled earlier in her life with self-confidence uh, and lack of self-love, she truly knows firsthand the power of designing a unique daily practice that strengthens confidence to live um, a life filled with self-worth and value. So that's why I wanted to have her on. I, I want to have people on who not only, you know, I don't want them just to spew out these things. I want you to know that, that anybody that I have on, they, they have lived uh, what they teach. And Lynn is no exception. She, sure, she surely has. And, and by the way, y'all, She's really cool because she moved all the way to Panama, uh, like Panama, Panama, not Panama City, Beach, Florida, but Panama. So she, it, it's, it's really awesome. She's actually in California uh, honoring me with this interview today um, about how to silence your inner critic for good. Here's what I know. And uh, I do a lot of uh, work around this with clients. Uh, I do a lot of writing, you know, uh, around this. Um, we are our worst enemies. I'll tell you what. And, and it's so hard to fight off uh, those negative thoughts that we have, especially as, as we've grown up, the things that we've learned from our families, our parents, uh, the, the different experiences that we've had where we just kind of feel like failures and fuck ups. And, you know, we have this beautiful voice that's inside us uh, that truly so effortlessly reminds us that we're not good enough that we've screwed up our lives or that we're inherently and permanently flawed. I know for many years of my life, I felt like the fuck up of my family. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things that if, if I had known that all of the experiences and the choices and the actions that I took were truly going to serve a higher purpose to show up as who I am today for y'all, it would have made sense. But of course I didn't know that. So uh, all I encountered from my family, uh, and they met well, of course, was, you know, they came from a love place was, God, Janice, you know, 
why can't you basically why can't you get it right we we you're so smart you're so talented you're so beautiful you're so this that and the other and why are you making this choice and that choice and this choice so i lived for me uh many many years of my life feeling and it may not have been accurate but i felt it just feeling like i couldn't um i couldn't do things right and so that voice was very, very loud, and it, it really undermined me in so many ways. It, it's exhausting to keep listening to that voice. For me, it was, and I'm sure for those of you that have experienced what I'm talking about, know that it's true. But imagine if you could once and for all stopping these self-destructive thoughts and learning how to change how you related to yourself altogether. So my amazing friend, Lynn Bishop, is here to talk about some really simple habits that are going to help put an end to that inner critic for good. Cause really ultimately you want to squash it. You want to tell it to go fuck off. You want to tell it to go away that that way of thinking is, is almost like caveman like thinking. It doesn't work anymore. So it's time to make some shifts. So welcome Lynn. Glad to have you on. Dennis, thanks for bringing me today. It's so great to be speaking with you about this topic. I am so happy you're here. I, as always, I ask, any guests that I have to just share a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got into this. Cause you know, here's what I know being in this profession for almost 27 years is uh, those of us that are in the helping profession, we help because of two things. One is we are still working to resolve our own stuff. And two is because we want to help other people. So talk, talk to people about how this became your niche. Well, yeah, that, you know, and I just want to, <laughs> just bounce off of what you said about that outward appearance to everybody else while we are completely struggling inside because I, that was me as well, you mm. know, outwardly, everyone thought I was super successful. Yes. They thought I was, <laughs> you know, they thought I had the best marriage out of everyone in my community. They, you know, they were projecting thoughts upon me that I couldn't even feel myself. Right. And I was secretly struggling with my own self-doubt, my own lack of confidence, and I couldn't even see the worth that they were telling me that I was. And wow. it was, yeah, I just, it was like a barrier to even receiving those words. Mm. Yeah, right? And wow. it, it wasn't until I suffered a super deep depression that put me in bed for over six months that is when I said enough is enough and I began to develop my signature tools to release my inner critic and step into my authentic worth. Wow. Wow. So when you, when you think about that period of time, it clearly, uh, each of us has pivotal moments. And what I know about change is that change happens on either end of a spectrum. Okay. One is that uh, you experience incredible pleasure that you want to do whatever you can to keep that going. But the other side is being an intolerable pain and you either die or you grow. It's what it's, it's we, and we in the South, we say shit or get off the commode. It's that it's like you hit that level of deep despair that you either end things or you say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I have to change what's going on. So I'm assuming that by the end of that six months, you had reached your, your, the depth of pain that you're like, I can't, I can't be this way. So what, 
what did you find out that helped you get out of that really black hole and start fighting back against this critical voice that just hammered you? Yeah, and that's the truth. It got to be <clears throat> towards the end of that six months that I'm like, this is not working anymore. And I am better than this. I mm. just better than this and I can do this. And really just like grasping for that strength to pull me out. And that's when I really began looking for the teachers, the tools and the teachings that would help me overcome it. And I was looking for anything that resonated. And, um, and I found a lot of different information and just started to go down that rabbit hole. And as I continued to kind of do this self-study from my bed, uh, day by day, I started to awaken. I started to find my voice again. I started to connect with my authentic truth again that had been just shattered, really, just like I couldn't even see it. Mm. And that was the best part is, is really the teachers, the teachings and the tools that I really began to, to take seriously and bring into a daily practice to love help me. Strengthen. Love that. Love that. So I know you've talked about a daily practice and, and I know we've, we've talked a little bit about, you know, that you have some strategies and steps that you guide your, your coaching clients through. Can you just share uh, that with the listeners, just so they know? Absolutely. Well, the first thing I want to say about a daily practice is there is no one way. We are all unique beings. Right. And daily practice has to resonate with us. Otherwise, we're not going to make it a daily practice. Yeah, I hear that a lot. You know, people, especially when they talk about like meditation, for example, they get so caught up in the fact that they have to do it a particular way. I'm like, look, Hey, you can meditate when you're doing the dishes. You can meditate when you're walking. You can meditate when you're folding laundry. It doesn't have to be this official sit down. Everything's quiet. And all of a sudden you can quiet your mind. So I like that you said that. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what I love to do with my clients is help them find their unique daily practice through a series of explorations, inner explorations. So it is what, what's the most important thing point, I think, is that each and every day, we spend that time connecting with ourselves in a way that's deep and meaningful and not just on the surface. So even if it's only 10 minutes, for instance, I know some days I'm going to be so incredibly busy that when I wake up, I'll take 10 minutes right then and there to do a deep connection and align myself with the days. Other days, I'll be like up out of bed, you know, motivated, excited, and then I'll get some coffee and I'll go out on my terrace and listen to the birds and do a little yoga. And that will be my meditation or my daily practice. So I mix it up. I don't have one specific ritual that I do because one uh, ritual is, it just doesn't fit every day of my life. So knowing that I can create it in the moment and I have the tools in my toolbox to craft my daily practice in the moment. That's really what I think is so powerful about the daily practice. Okay. And, and what else do you teach your coaching, coaching clients? Like uh, I know when I uh, work with my clients and, and certainly I, I can 
call on my own experience when, and in fact, I was just, uh, before we're doing this interview, I was just on the phone with, uh, with a client who was really, um, in her child state and, um, and in one of my other podcasts, the mini me podcast to talk about this extensively, but she was really, truly feeling like it's, it's exactly what we're talking about, that she just can't do it. She's overwhelmed. She's who's going to like what she puts out there, uh, you know, in relation to her business, all of those things, um, except as being accepted or rejected, all of that. So what are, what are some real tools that, uh, that you have found uh, that are effective in, in truly combating this, this amazingly powerful, critical voice? You know, that's a really good question. And, you know, I'm going to say that one of the very strongest tools that I teach is something that Louise Hayes uh, really felt was uh, something that made the most impact in her clients. And I believe this is true. And that is doing some mirror work. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so what I like, what I'd love to propose to your, to your listeners is to, when they're brushing their teeth in the morning, to do some eye gazing and allow that, that connection to not just be on your face, but to really penetrate down into your heart and your soul. And if you don't know how to give yourself kind affirmations, just start with, I deeply love, forgive, and accept myself. And the thing about that mantra, when you begin to tell yourself kind and loving things while you're eye gazing, you, your inner critic cannot compete. Yeah. They cannot comp compete in the same space. So just by doing that for two minutes a day, you've already begun to shut down that inner bully. Yeah, I love that. And, and I could tell you, you know, just having done uh, mirror work and I, I do it every now and then too, because there, there are times where, look, I am without a doubt completely imperfect. And there are days where I am like, I just have to literally, <laughs> I'll go into my bathroom and I'll look in the, the mirror and I'll say, you know what, man, you're struggling today, but I love you. And I will just look at, look into my eyes, say, you know what, today's tough, but you've, you, you always have better days. This is a moment and I got your back. And all we need to do is get through moment by moment by moment. And, and truly being uh, my best advocate, my best friend, th that is, is the way to go. But, and and what, do you, what do you do with those, um, those coaching clients who struggle to do mirror work and who are really feeling uh, in, in a deeper space than what mirror work can handle? Do you refer them out? Do you help them? Um, what, what do you do with them? What I really love to do is take them through my signature system, which is okay. a 12, yeah, it's a 12 week process Ooh, that just that. really begins to quiet the inner critic, which begins to set a new foundation for who, knowing who you are. Oh, because, I love it. Yeah. You know, I think Janice that so often we're just going, going, going that we're not even knowing who we are. And so I really start with this foundation. I really believe that when we build a foundation of loving ourselves right now, right where we are with all of our imperfection, that's where we get to start today. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a 12 week process that just, you know, really moves us through finding our clarity, finding 
what it is that is about us that is unique and precious and authentic finding the gratitude in our lives. And you know, one of the things I find my clients suffer with very often is setting boundaries. Mm. Really work through boundary setting and letting go of those people or things in our lives that just really aren't serving us. And I know for myself, this has been one of the hardest things to do is to set boundaries, but it is the most empowering. And I really feel that that act is such an act of self-love. Oh, for sure. It is, it is one of the hardest things to do because, uh, and it's so funny, you know, I talk to people all the time. So I was, I did a reading for somebody this morning and we were talking about her relationship and how, uh, she, she had been dating this guy for a while and, um, he broke up for whatever reason and she's still connected to him and still really feeling sad and can't, can't move through the sadness. And, and one of the things that the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's connected to what you're talking about, which is how to really uh, do a, a power shift. So once you entirely own whatever decision you make, right, yeah. then you could start talking to yourself in a very, very different way. And, and the decisions that you make in your life then become yours and not connected to anything outside of you. And that's you. So therefore, once you do that, then your boundaries become pretty easy because you've made new commitments to yourself. So I, I, the fact that you're able that you teach that is so huge. Um, And the other thing, which is really challenging for a lot of people is, is letting go of people uh, and uh, situations that don't serve them. Um, Can I give you an example? Say it again. Can I give you an example? Oh, absolutely. So this is, I think, really powerful. And, you know, I think a lot of us have um, issues with our family and our place of origin. And this place of origin is what really stops us from really succeeding. And it creates a lot of self-sabotage. And a couple of years ago, I realized that my family was this. And I began to set very clear boundaries. And my mom asked me, Lynn, what do you need from us? Mm. And I said, mom, I need you to go to therapy with me. And just by saying that, it was like such a boundary. It's like, I can't interact with you you and me right now together. This is the boundary. This is the space that I'm going to create to be able to heal this with you. Cause you're not somebody that I want to kick out of my life because I love you. Right. But I'm not going to tolerate the behavior anymore. And so here's a, here's a potential solution for us to move through it. And wow. I really feel like that was such a very clear shift in my boundary setting just wanted to share that as an example. I love it. That's a, that is a fantastic example, without a doubt. Uh, and yeah, and on the flip side of that, like I know you deal with clients who really need to end romantic relationships, need to change jobs, need to move, need to um, even, um, golly, uh, just, just change how they, how they live their lives daily, their eating habits, their sleeping yes. rituals, those kinds of things. And so uh, to be able to get to a point where you uh, know that you need to either distance yourself or, or let people go, it, it truly, this is the work that you help them do, which is to, uh, to 
have a sense of grounding about who they are. Like you said, from the get go, get to know who you are and, uh, and for sure build boundaries and standards that are really true for you that you can hold within you peacefully without contempt for anybody else, but just peace, peace within. So is there one thing that is like the most important thing that you want the listeners to know about why it would be important for them to seek you out to work with you? Well, I think it is anybody who feels that they are um, a high performer who is just really struggling with, with the self-doubt that they, everyone around them sees them as uh, outwardly very successful, but inside they feel like a loser. They feel Mm. a lack of really owning the compliments, you know, I work a lot with people who are suffering from imposter syndrome. And what I do is really help people that are struggling to own their own gifts and talents, especially when they're uh, climbing a corporate ladder or um, establishing a, a business for themselves to really knowing and, and just feeling into the fact that their contribution here on this planet is absolutely valued and worthy and really accepting that. That's what I really, that's my mojo is helping people fully accept that they are worthy of this happy and vibrant life that they crave and moving out of the suffering and the self-doubt and the self-sabotage to really refuel, reconnect, and really live that amazing life. That's, that's fantastic. Um, give a little synopsis of what imposter syndrome is for the listeners if they don't know. Excellent. Imposter syndrome is something that affects women more than men, but men do often often, uh, also suffer with it. It is a situation where we are unable to take praise. We are overachievers because we are suffering with our self-doubt. We are self-sabotaging ourselves by not allowing ourselves to uh, accept the praise that we are given. We, we are unable to ask for that raise that we really know that we deserve. We're just holding ourselves back in this big cloud of self-doubt and lack of confidence. I wanted to piggyback on that uh, and kind of add a different facet to that, which is uh, imposter syndrome is, is uh, otherwise called fraudulence. Yes. A lot of, I, so many of my clients and I will tell you, I felt like this for, for many years of my career. Um, for, for many years, I, I didn't have my financial shit together. I didn't have my romantic life together. I didn't have this together. I didn't have that together, but I could sit in front of a client. I could give them the best advice. Uh, it was, and it was grounded. It was great. It helped them, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, if they only knew how full of shit I was, seriously, how full of shit I was, that, that everything that I'm telling them is a great plan and I'm not doing any of it. I am not doing any of it. And I felt afraid, like if they, if they ever found out, nobody would ever want to come work with me. And, uh, and then I got to a point in my life where I got sick and tired. You know, we talked about getting to that point where, you were just so sick and tired of living that way. Well, I got sick and tired of living that way. And I decided to 
uh, start getting real with myself in the very ways that you're talking about the great work that you do uh, and, and decided to change my life so that there wasn't a moment that I showed up as a fraud uh, where I felt like, you know, people, what they saw wasn't true. And once I made that decision, um, then everything kind of really shifted for me. And it was just like a, a homecoming for me that I, I, like, like you talked about, embraced all aspects. Really where I am right now is, is the best for this moment and I can improve. Uh, and so getting rid of that, that sense of being an imposter uh, where you're able to learn how to take compliments, you're able to learn how to, whether it's ask the universe or ask your boss for their raise, because you know you sure as shit deserve that. Uh, just be able to have the guts and, and the certainty to ask for what you need is huge. And that really is, is uh, a central part of the work that you do with your clients. So I, t- tell us, uh, before we do something fun, uh, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you, Lynn. Well, Janice, I just want to echo what you said about the fraud part first, yeah. because, yeah, that is often how we feel. You know, we are outwardly perceived as extremely successful. Strong and confident and got your shit together. Yeah, absolutely. But inside we are just saying we're not owning (laughs) it. We're not walking our talk. Right. And we we feel like a fraud. So I I just want to say thanks for back to that because I think that's a really important comment. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's true for me for sure. Oh, and for me too. And for so many of us, it's yeah. so common. And imagine a world where we step into our confidence and we are able to own our authentic truth. I mean, yeah. what an amazing space this would be. It's very liberating. And that's the work that you help people achieve is that, it's that liberation uh, from having to do, be, or have any particular thing outside of what truly matters for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So how can people get in touch with you, my, my dear friend, Lynn? I think the best way is through Facebook, really. Um, I have a group called Love Yourself Now, L-Y-N, Love Yourself Now. You can just do a um, search on that and you can join it if you're called to. The other thing is I'm on Instagram and I'm Love Yourself Now on Instagram. And my email is Lynn, L-Y-N, at LynnBishop.com. So L-Y-N at L-Y-N-B-I-S-H-O-P.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So I, I, I do this with, um, with every guest. So I'm going to fire off some questions. This is, I tell, I tell people, this is one of my favorite things to do from (laughs) the, the questions from the inside the actor studio. Absolutely. One of my favorite shows. And, um, uh, James Lipton asks his guests at the very end, these questions. So whatever comes to your mind fast, Boom. Let us know. Okay. okay. Uh, what is your favorite word, Lynn? Oh, probably awesome. What's your least favorite word? Um, sucks. <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I love being in nature. What turns you off? People that are not kind. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What sound or noise do you love? Bird. Bird song. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, I'd love to be a travel writer. Oh. What profession would you not like to do? 
president of the United States. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? So happy to see you. Beautiful. Lynn Bishop, thank you so much for being with us today and talking about how to silence that inner critic. It's, it's truly is one of the most important things to be able to master. We all have it. Uh, and especially uh, those people who feel like they're balancing their uh, public persona with uh, their, their uh, private persona and there's an imbalance. So if you need help, reach out to Lynn. She's fantastic. Uh, if if y'all have found these uh, today's uh, podcast episode and any others uh, helpful, effective, please hop over to iTunes and go to the rate and review section and please rate and review, write a little review. Uh, the more people that get to know about this podcast, the better. I so, so excited people all over the world from parts of the world I never, ever imagined are listening to this podcast and they're reaching out. So the more people I can impact and they can listen, the better, because I truly, truly want to make a difference and be of service. Uh, anybody want a reading around anything in your life, love, health, business, uh, finances, anything, you know, whatever it is, it'd be my pleasure to offer my unique style of reading. Uh, and for sure, if you feel like changing your life, you're really ready, give me a, a call, 404 558 Three nine seven one. Reach out to me via email, Janice at JaniceRcohen dot com. And as always, have a blessed day, a wonderful week, and live intuitively. Thanks for listening to the Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 